listening to episode 33, chapter 3 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Shundron Thomas. Shundron Thomas is the president of a trillion-dollar global investment management business. As a strategic thinker and trusted advisor, he helps corporations, nonprofits, and religious organizations achieve their purpose and vision. As a masterful communicator and motivational speaker, he enlightens and inspires individuals in the areas of professional and personal development. He is widely respected by professional colleagues for his dedication to excellence and principled business approach. In 2017, Black Enterprise identified him as one of the most powerful black executives in corporate America. Shundron is also an entrepreneur, previously founding businesses with retail and publishing interests. He is an engaged civic leader, serving on the boards of several nonprofit organizations. He also serves in his local community as associate pastor of his church located on Chicago's South Side. Chandran speaks and lectures nationally on subjects including vocation, leadership, strategy, investments, personal finance, values, and faith. His passion for communicating led him to author four books, including his most recent release, Discover Joy in Work. We live in a fallen, sinful world, and we have to work with fallen, sinful people. And some days, work just isn't fun or fulfilling. So if there's joy and fulfillment to be found in our work, how can we find it when our jobs continue to beat us down? In this chapter, Shundron walks us through a few practical steps we can take to find true fulfillment in our work, even when our jobs and the people we work with become difficult. What sort of attitude should we be bringing to our work environment? Well, I think it's a, a couple of things. Now, I, I want to you know, preface it by saying I don't have some Pollyanna view of the world. There are people who work in truly um, unhealthy situations, right? Um, uh, they may be facing sexism or, or, or racism or some sort of discrimination in the workplace, you know, uh, untoward social conditions. Uh, I mean, you, 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 you name it. But my, my, my observation would be those are exceptions, not norms. To the extent you do ever find yourself in that situation, I only have uh, one piece of advice. You have to get out of that situation. Yeah. But notwithstanding that, um, the rest of us, we just deal with doing work in a fallen world, right? So uh, all have sinned and, and, and fall short of the glory of God. And so um, we have to work through the, the things that you have to encounter, right, in that context. But, but where the attitude um, comes into play is a couplefold and something, things that I think we should appreciate as believers. Number one, first and foremost, is forgiveness, Right. If, we, if you think about much of what people cha are challenged with or struggle with in the workplace, it often comes down to uh, the interpersonal relationships with other people, right? And as much as we know that we are uh, charged with doing this, it, it is oftentimes our lack of forgiveness and then the attitude that that causes in us towards others that actually damages or, or, or hurts the experience that we have in the workplace. And that's attitudinal. Uh, something else, gratitude. You know, it's easy. It, it, if we if we study long enough, we can always find things that are unsatisfactory about any environment. Right. But when you when you when you step back and you think about, gosh, I mean, first of all, every single day 
that we get is a gift from God. And if I work, and if I uh, if I woke up with my faculties and the skills and the gifts that I had, and as the Bible said, God is giving me this ongoing you know ability to get wealth. Having a sense of gratitude very much in, in affects the attitude whereby we approach our work and the people that we work with. So you know, forgiveness is important. Gratitude. The last thing I would point out is is, is service. And, and the Bible is very clear on this issue. It says that we should do our work or we should render service not as if it is unto other people. Because if we make people the focus, we'll, we'll, we'll never do the work to the, the, the quality or the level that we should. But if we do what it instructs us to do is to render that service as if it is unto God, right? Yeah. Then that changes our attitude, right? As long as my attitude is, again, I'm quote unquote, serving my manager, or I'm even serving a client, even if we do it to a certain degree, it would never meet the standard, right, um, that the Bible actually charges us with. And I think when we truly begin to apply those things, not apply them selectively, but apply them honestly and consistently to all of the areas of our life, including our work, it can't help but cause our attitude to improve or change. Yeah, that's, that's really huge. That's a huge perspective shift, I think, for a lot of people uh, in the church. Uh, really, it's is getting it at the question: Why do I work? Yes. Um, because so many times we look at it as, well, I need money so that I can provide for my family, or uh, maybe if you've got a really great job and a really great position in life, money isn't an issue for you, and you just have this opportunity to do something for somebody else. Right. You, st- you still have a why, though, behind your work. And if we can shift our perspective uh, to this um, idea that we are serving our creator rather than anyone else or even ourselves to, to provide for our family, um, it totally changes how we approach, or at least how we should think about approaching our work. Uh, because it's no longer, I have to do this and anything that threatens my job gets in the way of that. Um, so like if, if I'm having a, a conflict with a coworker and maybe, the, maybe my boss is, is trying to decide which one of us to fire, um, if, if I come to that work from the perspective of I have to have this job to provide for my family, which, which may be true, but if, you come, right. if, you, if that's your perspective coming to it, um, <clears throat> it'll be much more difficult to forgive your coworker whom you're having conflict with and to right. to be grat- to be uh, thankful and grateful for the situation because well your person your livelihood is threatened. Right. But but if that's not why you're working then that becomes less of an issue. Right. Yeah. The the other thing, you know, if you think about um you know, I, I talk about some of the other A's like approach, right? Like in terms of one of the things I talk about in terms of approach is how you prioritize what you do during the course of the day. Our own actions sometimes cause our own frustrations, right? And so mm-hmm. if we're not good about the, having the right approach in terms of prioritizing what's most important, we, we will end our days frustrated with our work. And it's for the simple reason that you didn't tackle the things that were of, of the highest or the most important. I talk about aptitude or skill, right? You know, I think if we reflect, all of us, where we find our some of our most satisfaction when we're working is actually doing things that we're good at. 
right? Right. And so when I'm able to, through my work, actually build skills um, and, and to uh, in, in increase my, 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 my talent, so to speak, I feel more fulfilled in, in my work. And I think that's why you have to, to work on both professional and personal development. That, that last say, achievement, I mean, I think of it this way. Like, I mean, again, if we go to scripture, like, I think it's very instructive that when we literally open the Bible, um, what do we find? The opening narrative, God writes, you know, on purpose, not on accident. And we don't find a God at rest. We find a God at work. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's busy in creation. He's bringing order to, to, to what is disorder. And what's interesting is, now this is my perspective on it, but how would you describe God and his work um, if you would not describe him as joyful? And at each point of, of some substantive, you know, uh, advancement of this work of creation, uh, he steps back and he admires it and, and it's good. And he gets to to the crowning achievement of his creation, uh, man, which is mankind or humankind, his greatest workmanship, and it's very good, right? And and, and my point is, really, there's no, you know, there's no looking in the sense for some proverbial pat on the back. And I think what happens many times and why people become dissatisfied in their work is because we don't learn to in a sense, appreciate and enjoy the work for the work's sake. Mm. And, and when you do good work, Chris, when you do good work, you know you could, you, you've done good work. Josh, when you do good work, I mean, no one has to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if we give that power over to others, if we do it only because, you know, we want a good rating on our review or we're waiting for somebody to, you know, praise us publicly or things like that, it can create um, this sort of uh, cycle where we become dis- dissatisfied because we're actually not working on true achievement or appreciating the value that comes just from doing good work. Yeah, no, that's a great lesson. You know, there are some time, there are some moments, and some of them are jokey, but a lot of them are serious. Where Josh and I will, after having completed something, we'll sort of look at each other, and it's just like, you know what, we're done for the day. Like we can go home because <laughs> we did that well. That or, thing you know, was it, so good. Yeah, we're just, it just came together really well. No reason to do anything else. That's the rest right. Of the day. <laughs> And so that's and what you're talking about. Nobody had to about. write you a memo. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that is an encouraging thought that I, w- I want listeners to take away because um, that's a really rare mindset to find, I think, nowadays is that, you know, find work that you like doing or that you feel called to do simply because of the work, not because of the external motivators. And, um, you know, I'm re- when you read this section on aptitude here that you're talking about, the third A, it really makes me think of uh, Cal Newport's book on uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You. And this idea that, you know, even if you don't start out the best at something, by putting in the time and the practice and, and, right. and dedicating yourself. I mean, you, you even said it in financial services. There was a, there was a, you had some aptitude for it, but then there was a maturing and a growth process. And I'm sure you know 10 times more now what you did even a few years ago. And so right. um, it's the growing in that knowledge that sometimes brings the greatest joy to the work because now you're get you know, you, you, it's sort of the love of the game type of a thing. So right. and so many times you can get caught, like, let's say you, in, you really, really enjoy a task. Mm-hmm. If you do absolutely nothing but that task for the rest of your life without any kind of variation or, or any kind of new dynamic being brought to that, yeah. it's probably going to lose its, 
absolutely joy for you. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I, Chris yeah. makes fun of me for this, but I actually enjoy doing tedious tasks like uh, staring at data and analyzing data. It would drive, it drives Chris absolutely nuts, but I, oh. I enjoy doing that. But if that's all I ever did, I would probably really hate that after a while. What I do right. enjoy is new challenges in analyzing data. Yeah. And so if I have to figure out, like, let's say I get a new set of data on, we work in education. So if I get a new set of data on uh, how students are performing on assessments and the challenge is, I want you to find a different way to look at this so that we can understand why students are failing these assessments. Well, that's, that's a new thing. I've never done that before, but it's still analyzing data. And so if, if we like, if we don't, have any of this professional development that you're talking about, which I know my, my example wasn't really toward professional development, but it's kind of along the same lines. We're doing something new. We're learning something right. new and we're challenging ourselves. If we don't have that, then even the jobs that we do enjoy can become dull and start to suck the life out of us. Yep. Right. So that, that's an interesting thing because what it points out, Josh, um, and, and, and I point this out in the third section of the book, we're talking about um, some of um, these seven principles around work. But, but, but one of the things is we actually, all of us, appreciate having challenge mm-hmm. in our work, right? Because just think about what you're saying. You're like, you're like I like solving problems. I want to work on things that are, are challenging, that stretch me. So it, it's this um, – it, it's – there are these things that I think people have accepted um, as uh, as truths that turn out not to be so. It's like what I call sort of this um, this counterfeit version of sort of the American dream, where where you work for a certain amount of time and and then of course uh, your reward is to go retire and not do anything mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. But when but one of the biggest trends I point this out in some of the research I do in the book, one of the biggest trends that you see today in the workplace is people past retirement age. Who have retired who are going back to work now i want to be clear there are some people who are past retirement age and for financial situations mm-hmm. have had to re-enter the workplace but the trend in the biggest preponderance of people are not people who are having to work because of financial need it's because they miss the challenge uh, of of the workplace uh, they miss problem solving they miss engaging with people some of some of what you were touching on josh and so that tells us that there is something inherently in us that wants to be productive, yeah. that in a sense, we associate that with living, right, with being our best life. When, if you think about, um, you know, how um, uh, Christ tells us he comes that we might have life and that we might have it to the full. Um, I, I love when, when, he, when we see the example in the Bible, we, we use the parable of the talents, uh, but in one version of it, very important, when they're rewarded, they're rewarded with the right to be over or rule over cities. It's not like they're going into some by and by into an afterworld where, again, they're sitting on a beach, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I think this is very important um, uh, for, for, for us to appreciate um, because when we find ourselves in that vein, when we're actually doing uh, work that really brings to bear, our skills, when we're really approaching it with the right attitude and, and learning to appreciate and value the work for the work's sake, um, I, I think it's some of the most fulfilling times that we have in our life. Yeah, that's good. And I do, I want to jump to section three, but before we do, I've got to get this question in there because um, it's, 
I think it's particularly applicable to me. So <laughs> I guess everybody can read into that as you will. But <laughs> um, So it, it always happens. It's inevitable. In fact, you say it in the book, right? It's inevitable that these mental and emotional setbacks do eventually come in, in the yes. workplaces. And so, you know, you, one day you can come in, you're hard charging, you've got purpose, you're going to change the world, you're going to change the culture of your work environment. And then it's like you put in all your work and it just feels like you just beat your head against the wall for, you know, an entire week. And so then Monday rolls back around the next week and you're like, right. if nobody else cares, why should I? And you sort right. of... You sort of go from being an engaged employee to a disengaged employee, and you just want to put it on autopilot. Um, <laughs> what have you found helpful in recovering from those, like you say, inevitable mental and emotional setbacks? Right. So I, I think um, it's, a, it's a couple of things. One, the first thing is just understanding that they will come, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like think of our lives as the believer, right? Uh, one of the some of the best words ever written is is, is Peter admonishing um, uh, believers in his epistle, and it extends to us. You know, don't think of it as strange, right? <laughs> when yeah, your yeah. fiery trials come. So the first thing is we just have to understand. Look, there are a variety of challenges that we will face in the workplace. Many we can't anticipate. Some of them will be the nature of the work. Some of them will be interpersonal relationships, but they do come. And why? It's because we're imperfect people, hopefully, if we're born again, being perfected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think one is just starting with that understanding. And, and actually, in the same way that God extends to us grace, sometimes we have to give ourselves grace to understand, you know, sometimes you won't have a great day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if God gives us the grace to, to have the next new day, right, we can fresh it, uh, we can approach it with a fresh approach. Um, for me, a lot of it is about refocusing. So I think about how I approach anything that's really important to me in my life. Uh, I, I think about, you know, I am a gentleman. Uh, I've been married for 22 years. I'm married so much better than I deserve. Um, but I, I, I always think about the scripture uh, when it talks about your wife. It says, uh, he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. The word, the term, the actual root of the word that's used there, it's actually a purposeful search or a continual search. So it's not like you just you got married, but then you got to find your wife, so to speak. Right. When you get a job right, w- once you show up the first day, it's so much more than just that, you know, that initial glee maybe that you had when when, when you showed up um, bright eyed and bushy tailed, so to speak. It's understanding that even when you go through a setback or a difficult time, um, we have the ability to, again, discover that fresh joy in a new day in your work. To remind ourselves of the very reasons we felt called to our particular vocation, to understand that um, work provides us this tremendous opportunity to develop relationships with people that maybe not for our work we would have never met, mm-hmm. uh, to appreciate uh, maybe in ways that we don't always value that there are probably incredible skills. Like I think back to what you were saying, Josh, in terms of what you enjoy to do and how you like looking at data. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, my guess is you didn't come out of the womb knowing that. No. <laughs> but probably through having to solve for something in your work, you discovered something that you found deeply fulfilling or joyful, and reminding ourselves, wow, that that that's almost amazing, right? That through that I can can uncover and discover those things, and and, and find high productivity and great value in doing that, and. 
whether it's in a small way or a large way, when I apply those God-given gifts and abilities and talents, when I do those things that I'm naturally inclined toward, while maybe not perfect because I'm being perfected, I am actually reflecting God, the creative ability of God. Mm. Um, so I, I think for me, that's how I you know, pick myself back up when I go through those uh, you know, sort of uh, proverbial dry seasons or you know, those difficult days. And what I found is with maturity, um, it becomes in a sense easier to do or I can more readily do it. I don't. I don't. I want to be very clear, Chris. It doesn't say. I, I wouldn't even suggest to you that I don't ha- ever have tough days. I do. Um, but now this appreciation and ability to discover and rediscover joy in my work—it's so important. And my experience in doing my work and in the workplace is so much different today uh, than it was, say, twenty or ten or even five years ago. As humans, our work is meant to be a reflection of God. He was the first one to work, and he passed that mandate on to us to be good stewards of creation. But because of sin, our work is corrupted. It doesn't fulfill us the way it is meant to. And when you add other people into the mix, conflict emerges that threatens to steal our joy. But as Shundron talked about in this chapter, we can do a lot to change this. As Christians, we bring the light, hope, and love of Jesus into our work environments. When we approach our work with the right attitude and see it as an extension of God's vocational call on our lives, our work becomes fulfilling because we do it as unto him. So today, unless you are dealing with an issue of genuine abuse in your workplace, go to work with an attitude poised not to please your boss or coworkers, but instead to serve God by giving it your best. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Shundron's work, check out shundronthomas.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where Shundron talks about the value of taking a vacation. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.